Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff. With real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hello, happy holidays. It's Fat Mascara. End of the year. We're almost there, everyone. Almost there. God willing. We can make it. We can. Can I, we? Can we? I keep seeing the image that you put in my head of like fall and then the slide to the new year, like you're on a sled and like you can't stop. I don't remember. Oh, hi, everyone. I'm Jessica. <laughs> and I'm joined by Jen, my other fellow host. I don't remember anything I say anymore. Like what you just told me is like, it sounds like something I agree with, but I don't remember saying that. Okay. Well, it was a couple episodes ago, I want to say. I think you even said it in front of the fam. And I was like, oh, yeah, she's right. We're sliding towards the new year. Well, it's like once I remember Halloween so clearly, I still have Lake's Halloween dress in my hamper, her Encanto dress, (laughs) because once Halloween happens, it's over. You're at New Year's. Yep. They, it comes bam, bam, bam. I kind of like the spring because, like, nothing happens. Are you going anywhere special for Christmas? We're going to see Jeff's family, so it'll be really nice. Cozy Christmas. What about you? I will be here. I'm going to go upstate for some of it as well. But we will be still giving the people the content next week. We have a naughty and nice special. Mm-hmm. And we will be here. And then we're taking the first week off in the new year to recalibrate and then come back. Recalibrate. So, <laughs> yeah, that's how we do. How's your week been? It's a crash till Christmas. I had to hit the shops, but I was surprised to find myself with everybody else at Sephora. And I'll tell you why. Yes, I was at a Sephora. I had to get 
a cute little present for my cousin's girlfriend's son. I heard that he was into fragrance. And I love this. I thought you were going to say drunk elephant. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that actually would have been so perfect. But he's into fragrance. He's a teenager. And I was like, I love this kid already. He's into fragrance. So I I had to be really thoughtful because I I needed to get like a small fragrance. So it was very specific what I was looking for. Yeah. This place was packed, Jen. I hadn't been in a Sephora in a little bit. I just have to be honest. Okay, I'm in beauty. But like, Sometimes you're not doing the on the ground reporting. You're exactly. It's okay. Elsewhere. I was in the Sephora. I could barely walk in. The line was out like to the double doors. This was the one on Lexington. If anybody is like secret shopping, like where was she? It's good Sephora, Sephora execs. I'm about to say some good things. Okay. I was helped left and right. What are you looking for? What are you looking for? What are you looking for? I was looking for small roller balls of guys' fragrances. This is where there's a gap in the marketplace, everyone, okay? Where are they? There's so few of them, but they were actual teenage boys, like the one I was shopping for, looking for fragrances just as much as the women, the, the girls uh, at that store. Of course. Please see, well, Mia Friedman's son is in his early 20s, but still, he, she told us when he was a teen. Yeah. yeah. That's a, guys are into fragrances. They were looking for them. They were, a lot of them were with like their girlfriends. So all the roller balls were very femme. Yeah, like on one side, there was a whole display of daisies and, you know, whatever, Vera Wang. Fem-leaning fragrances. Yeah, I was saying Vera Wang. That was like a weird thing to say. Like Love Shack Fancy. Princess, come on. Princess. (laughs) Princess definitely has a roll on. Yeah, I don't think that's like, I don't know. I just picked like the weirdest fragrance to think of. No, those are like very feminine fragrances. Very classically feminine fragrances. And then I said, I'm looking for this specific thing. And... I had this wonderful gentleman. He went, he's like, I think I know what you need. And he went to the back and got me something that mm. wasn't even on display. Ooh. Yeah. VIP, Jessica VIP, Matlin. VIP. Everybody's a VIP at Sephora. <laughs> he did That's treat definitely me, not their tagline. <laughs> he did. He treated me like a VIP. But there is such an opportunity here for more skinny, like tester, young people. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I absolutely do. I, I was like, no, you've made, yeah, yeah. Do the travel size of the more mask yeah. cleaning things. I like that that gave you some on the ground reporting that is usable for our audience because we also have more on the ground reporting in this episode. I should say we have somebody else in the virtual studio right now, but I made her mute, mute her mic <laughs> while we did the intro. But our intern, Emma, is here. You made it sound like she was like in a box. Like I stuck her there. No, but just for a nice, clean recording. She's going to be joining us after the news because she goes to school for fragrance and cosmetic marketing. And I had her do some on-the-ground reporting for Gen Z skincare. Actually, it was more her idea. But anyway, she's going to come. We can say hi to her, hang out with her. And she's going to talk to us about skin and stuff. Thank God Emma's here to give us the real story. Yeah. I know, right? We've heard from like everyone under the sun about like Gen Z skincare except for an actual like Gen Z person. That was what Emma and I were talking about. So that's why (laughs) we wanted to bring her on the show. And first we're going to have you do the news and then we'll do that. Sound good? Sounds great. All right, everyone. It's time for the news. All right. It's going to be a shorty. Okay. It's going to be a shorty today. Going to be like a Wawa shorty. Anyone? <gasps> Me? Anyone? Oh, you know. Wawa, for everyone who doesn't know, was 
Jen's second job. I worked there for like three years. <laughs> it's the Circle K. It's the 7-Eleven. It's the bodega of the East Coast. It's the Circle K. I, I think that's also another like one of those dairy bodega kind of corner okay. store kind of places. But they make a darn good hoagie. And, and this, I'm from Philly, so we call it a hoagie. And it's called a shorty when it is the six-inch version. Yeah. When I used to eat meat, I liked a shorty. But they also make a great French vanilla coffee. I'm coffee. Wawa. They don't have it in New York. It's only like different Jersey. Just cross. Okay. Yeah, just cross this over. is nothing to do with okay. beauty. Okay. So we should probably get into okay. the beauty news. All right. Yeah. Okay. All right. So here's your FM shorty. Okay. Yeah, I'm ready. So Business of Fashion did an amazing piece on dupe culture getting easier thanks to your friends at Google. <laughs> so if you pop in a hot product, let's say Baccarat Rouge, La Mer, La Mer is not exactly trendy, but it is certainly like a, a mainstay of, of luxury beauty, you're going to see something. Underneath that search bar, you're going to see keywords. And it's going to now say dupe, just like you see images or shopping or, you know, sometimes you see something like for a location near me. This is all to make shopping dupes easier. Now, some people might be cheering, but some brands are not cheering so much because they feel like, I think, I don't think they get to spell it out, their brands are being undermined. There are also some questions about whether or not it's legal if some brands, like not Baccarat, you know, MFK's Baccarat or La Mer, certainly they wouldn't do this, but other brands might put in the metadata, that's all the stuff that you see with the little dashes at the top of the URL, they might put, let's, let's say, um, Joe's face cream, Joe's face cream dash La Mer dash dupe. Is that legal? I can't say for sure, but it's certainly risky, according to some legal experts. Risky by Google? Because brands definitely already do this in their, like, hidden data in their websites. I think the Google little spiders are just scrolling and picking up on what's already <laughs> happening naturally. And all the search results, it's according to Google, it's all user-led, and it's determined by using aggregated data and analysis. So they spoke to, Business of Fashion spoke to Terry Chan. She's the co-founder of Skin School, which is a search engine that compares like skincare, inky lists, and other markers. And she's seeing more consumers use her platform for dupes. But what's interesting is they're not all looking for a dupe compared by price. So they're not all looking for like the cheaper La Mer, the cheaper Baccarat. They're actually searching for dupes for drugstore products. So like a Neutrogena dupe. Isn't that interesting? Question. When you say the word dupe, does it always mean to you the less expensive? To me, it means less expensive. Because okay. why am I just looking for something similar at the similar cost. <laughs> it just reminded me of those fragrances. If you like Obsession, try... The Designer Imposters. The original dupe, right? Giorgio Beverly Hills. It was a body spray at the checkout counter next to the romance novels. Do you remember? If you like Eternity, if yeah. you like Giorgio Beverly Hills. No, the reason I said that was because maybe it's also... I do think sometimes if you like X fragrance, you might also like this one. It's not that you're trying to get the cheaper version. You just want other things like it. But like you said, you're right. Dupe culture in general is trying to get the cheaper thing, which means they're trying to get the cheaper thing than Neutrogena. But have you been to Walgreens in a minute? I mean, some of the SKUs from Rock, which is like a Neutrogena Olay, can run mm -hmm. into the $20 range. I was about to say 20 I'm like, have you looked... No, it's a talk about yeah, you 20, get some at least 30. In there, you're going to get like 30 and up. I don't leave CVS without spending at least $25 today. It's so, everything is so expensive. I'm going to see if I have that button. I don't think I noticed it yet on mine, but I'm sure it'll come up. You don't notice it. 
it's not there as a standard. It's there depending on what you're searching for. Right, so right. you have to be searching for a hot item. And I've noticed those change depending on what I'm searching for. So like sometimes the news one is there, sometimes it's not. So you have to go in the little sidebar and see them, but I'm going to go in there. That's what I was about to say. Like the, the business fashion article pointed out, if you put in like vegetarian meals, it might take quick underneath there. A vegetarian meal dupe? What's that going to be? Yeah, it only <laughs> comes up when it applies. All right, I got to do more beauty shopping clearly so I can get the dupe button and see what's going on there. It's super interesting. Okay, I feel like I know that the year has gone by when I start talking about the color of the year. Because didn't we talk about this like 10 minutes ago? Uh, So I was wondering if you would bring this up this week. Every year, we used to be so excited about it, remember? Are we still excited? I think we were because we just started the podcast and we're like, oh, we're going to talk about the color of the year. Yay. (laughs) And now it's like... (laughs) It just felt more novel back then. I don't know how long Pantone has been doing this. We just needed content. Now we have too much content. I think content. we were excited about content, <laughs> and now everybody weighs in. So we're like... <laughs> yeah, we were early to, to being a critique of color of the year. Okay, dun, 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 drum roll, because you've probably already seen it. What's the color of the year in 2024? Peach fuzz, which kind of skews me out. Makes okay, me think of like a... I am so glad you brought this up, because the minute I saw it, I was like, I'll save it for the pod. I wanted to know what you thought. And in my head, this, I was like, she's not going to like the name. It's it kind of freaks me out. It's like the it makes me think of a belly button or like I don't know. It's a navely color too. So some people's day. <laughs> Why is it weird? Why is it giving us weird feelings? I don't know, but I saw another person on Instagram and I feel badly I can't tag him. I'm I'm not trying to like plagiarize him. If somebody knows who it is, please like let me know. I'm not trying to take credit. But he said the color of the year is peach fuzz. But truly, I see that it's going to be like rich browns and rust. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. So on a color point, I agree with him. I thought it was weirdly very much in the vein of the pastels. There was the gray, the soft pink, the blue. Pandemics here, we're scared. We need soft colors. Gen Z yellow. So I was expecting a bolder, deeper something with an impact. I thought that we were going to deviate from the pastel kind of like Gen Z, airy fairy place. It also feels played out. There's a lot of street fashion with Peach this year. Like, I understand they, uh, do they base this on f- really data of like what people are doing? Because if so, I think I do. this is very current. I don't know if it will continue into. Wait, I, know, I have a quote. I have a quote. I did my G- Give me the quote. Maybe that'll okay, help so- me get on board with Peach Fuzz. <laughs> okay, well, it says, In seeking a hue that echoes our innate yearning for closeness and connection, I love that, we chose a color radiant with warmth and modern elegance, a shade that resonates with compassion, offers a tactile embrace, and effortlessly bridges the youthful with the timeless, said Leatrice Eisman, Pantone's executive director, in a news release. So I don't think this was made in a vacuum. I think this was a real decision. I do think, and I feel like God, I mean, for how many years have I been saying or we've been saying this is an antidote to like the horrors of the world. Like, you know, God, we had like COVID. We have like, you have the yeah. Ukraine. It sucks. And I, I, I'm not, no, I'm not making light. Like there's always a, a horror and then mm. there's an antidote. But it's like, I actually feel if they're going to do a color, I don't think we're ready. Like, I, don't, I actually don't believe that our culture is at the peach place. I don't think we're like a peach culture yet. I don't buy it. Yeah. We're on like cold level burnt orange maybe a terracotta. Deepen that up mm-hmm. a little. We're getting fired up here. So I agree with you, but peach fuzz yeah. it is and peach fuzz it shall be according to I hope Mr. I hope Pantone. for peach fuzz. I'm da- I'm I'm on board, but 
you know. Yeah. I'm on board, but like I don't believe it. I want to believe. <laughs> I want to believe in peach fuzz. All right. Moving along. In Jerome Epinette news, <laughs> he has created yet another banger. You know, we should really have him on the podcast, Jess, don't you think? We should do it. Should we do it like this Friday? I think we could make it happen. 48 hours notice. What do you think? Stay tuned, people. Watch the space. Right. Okay. So Selena Gomez. No, seriously, he just keeps banging them out. And Selena Gomez is the latest in his olfactory library. So she's got a new line called Find Comfort, a four-product range. It's got fragrance mist. It has body lotion. It has hand lotion. And Jen, I thought of you here. An aromatherapy pen. Didn't you bust one of those out the other day? Mine was a roll-on, more like a mini deodorant, but yes, I did. It's all about well-being, she says, as you know that Celine is all about mental health. The packaging is very soothing. The hand lotion is like a little pebble. Kind of reminds me of the Chanel pebble. Remember the yeah. Chanel pebble, anyone? It was like a, literally shaped like a pebble. Hers is not as ovular, but it's cool. It's very, very ergonomic. <laughs> Why is ovular giving me the giggles? Because it sounds like ovulate. Okay. Um, grow up, Jen. <laughs> Seriously. I think it makes sense, though, that this isn't a, like a banger celebrity perfume, more a wellnessy thing. You know, he did bum bum cream. I feel like I'm seeing more body mists and lotions and the cozy, dare I say, peach fuzzy aspects of fragrance. I'm into it. I actually, I haven't tried it. I really want to try it. And yeah, and I think the timing is perfect, right? The winter, great timing for this launch. And finally, wrapping it up, in a recent New York Times Ask Vanessa column, and that's Vanessa for Vanessa Friedman, their longtime style editor, fashion editor. Sorry, Vanessa, I'm probably not getting your title exactly I right. I think she's but like the, the fashion the, critic officially, too? The fashion critic, yes. yes. She, the, the, the big kahuna there, okay? Vanessa is asked, ever since Jenna Lyons has been on The Real Housewives of New York, I found myself wearing red lipstick to work. But what about job interviews? What about work parties? Dot, dot, dot. This letter goes on. Is there any time red lipstick is not appropriate? I loved this question. It felt very fat mascara. I wanted to bring it to you, Jen. How do you feel? And I'll tell you about some of the responses. I feel there is never time that red lipstick is not appropriate. And I just wrote about lipstick and I was just interviewing Alexis Angelakis, one half of the Lipstick Lesbians, who we've had on the show. And she said it's all about how you style it. And she uses the word style for makeup stuff because it's the same as with the clothing and you're going to push up the sleeves. Do you tuck? Do you untuck the accessories? So with red lipstick, I mean, forgive me for going here. Even if you're going to a funeral, if you're wearing something somber and you have a clean face and just a, a, a matte red lip, I think that's fine. It's respectful. It's just you got to wear it the right way. That's my answer. What does Vanessa say? Like, you're not going to wear red lipstick to the funeral with an outfit or like a... Like a big outfit, big hair, sparkle eyes, etc. Because red can be very minimalist to me, even though it is a bold color. It can be serious. It can be somber. It can be... It can oh, be business red is actually, like, for me, where you really want to use red. So weirdly, everybody goes to romance and... Business red is a good color. Business red is where I want to wear red the most. If I'm on a date, I'm not probably going to wear the boldest red. I might go softer. What does Miss Friedman say? Well, Miss Friedman, I'm paraphrasing, but Miss Friedman is all like basically in how you wear it. She does it. There was no sane person, honestly. <laughs> you could tell how I feel. That was like, bop, bop, bop. You put that red away now. You know, like <laughs> it didn't feel modern to 
say that there's a there's a time for red and a time not for red. Yeah. The comment section was blowing up. Oh, and Rachel Felder, who was on Fat Mascara, who wrote an amazing book about the history of red lipstick and the culture around lip, red lipstick, she was a source. I really encourage you to read this article, and we'll put a link to it. She also, and she's a, a big red lipstick wearer, she also felt the same, that red lipstick was about choice, and you, it's not modern to tell people when and where to red lipstick. I love what you're saying about styling, the styling red lipstick. I would not wear red lipstick and I don't wear red lipstick every day. You can tell that's not my style. But I would not wear red lipstick yet with a full face of makeup and sexy hair and like push up bra. Yeah. Like it, it's about your, it's about the context of your clothes and the hair and the situation. It's not about the red lipstick. But I had to run it by Poppy King, who is all about red lipstick. So Poppy said, wearing red lipstick shows you're all in. I've worn red lipstick to funerals, religious gatherings, even the emergency room, because and none of it is anyone else's business. You know why you're wearing red lipstick, and that's all that counts. I wonder why this person felt that she couldn't, she had to ask this question. I guess she's not a typical, a usual red lipstick wearer, and she was, like, nervous to try it for the first time. I feel like all people who are used to wearing red lipstick are like, what? Why would you even ask? But this shows that we are all different, and that seems scary for some people. Because I think that it puts the spotlight on you in a way that's like, who does she think she is? Really? In this, mm -hmm. still, in this day and age? I do. I think a lot of people are not used to being able to put the spotlight on themselves in that way. Huh. Okay. When I see someone in red lipstick, I think she didn't, she's not messing around. She came to play or he came to play. Like that you've put yourself together. A lot of women don't like that. Interesting. All right. I think a lot of people are not, I shouldn't say don't like that. I think a lot of women are not comfortable taking up that space. Take it up, ladies. I think it's a great way to show I am in control and I am here to do the thing. But I think in those, in something like what she said, like a job interview or I forgot what the other one is, but like they're not, they're afraid to take up that much space. Huh. I didn't realize for some people it was so much more of a choice. Same with like a fashion when you're going to wear like a sequin sweater to a job interview. And I'd be like, of course not. That's inappropriate. I guess for some people, red lipstick would feel inappropriate. I think it's too much. Yeah. You know what? Now that I'm saying this, you're right. The culture still does think that. Think about AOC, the uh, legislator. She wears red lipstick, which to me never meant a thing. She's from New York City. She's from the Bronx. Like everybody wears red lipstick all the time. But when she was on the national stage, you're right. There was commentary, as there always is on women's looks, mm -hmm. the minute they are saying anything important. And I'm sure people read her differently because of the red lipstick. And yeah, and I'm sure politicians have to think about this and people in certain professional settings. And I guess I've just had the privilege of being in a professional setting where like that was the thing to do. And I mean, Poppy and I have talked about this before. Like you have Hefner. He did not like women in red lipstick. It felt too matronly to him. It felt like too much like a mother or a grandmother. He's been quoted as saying this. Or so one of his of bunnies was quoted like as saying this. Like I give this. to whatever is about but, you have to but say, let but me I finish. Get, yeah. Let me finish. So then he liked the bunnies wearing like a pink lipstick or a soft, like a softer lipstick. And that was because it was more girlish. Now, what's the difference between a girl and an, and an older woman? Well, a lot of differences, but there's something a bit more knowing and a more in command and a little bit more like, I can tell you what to do, you know, there, and then something more soft and childlike about the other thing. 
Yeah. Do you see the difference? Yeah, I'm kind of grossed out by the fact that he's the one that said it. However, uh, it was a le- I should say it's alleged. I didn't see his him okay. say that. But yeah. this was a, a retelling. So the follow-up question could even be then, at what age is it appropriate to wear red lipstick? Because you're right, that does come into play as well. Oh, well, that's a whole a whole other conversation. Yeah, if I said instead of CoverGirl lip slicks, I think was my, no, Black Honey was my first. If I had said to my mom, well, I'm go red lipstick, here we go. My very first makeup product, she probably would have had something to say about it. Yeah, well, that's a whole other separate conversation. Yeah, all right. I'll link to the article in the blog. Let's go talk to Emma, shall we? Let's do it. Listen, there are so many skincare products on the market claiming to help reduce fine lines and wrinkles, and you know I will try most of them. But how do you know your products are actually working? Some research to back up the claims. That's why Jess and I are all about Ritual. They created a wrinkle support skin supplement and conducted a clinical study to take the guesswork out of skincare. Ritual's highest hair is now a part of my skincare routine, and I got in the habit of taking it every day by putting the cute little purple jar right next to my sunscreen. It looks nice on my vanity, and let's be honest, I love that. But once I stuck with the habit, I really noticed a difference in my skin. I am not the only one. In a clinical study, taking Hyacera for 90 days led to a 3.6 time reduction in crow's feet wrinkles as compared to placebo. And it led to a 2.9 increase in skin smoothness. I also like that they're easy to swallow. The capsules sort of taste like vanilla. They're not all weird and fishy like some other supplements. Plus, Ritual is a certified B Corp, something we learned about on a recent episode. And all their supplements, including the Daily Protein and their Sleep Bio Series, melatonin supplement are vegan, gluten-free, and made traceable. Do what Jess and I did. Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash mascara. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash mascara for 25% off. I love beauty, so I am willing to experiment when it comes to, say, makeup or new lip color. But with hair care, if I find something that actually works, I do not need to mess around and keep trying other things. For me, lately, that's been Vegamore, a line designed to make your hair and scalp visibly healthier. Jess and I started using Vegamore about 10 months ago now. I've been using the Grow Serum, and I think I've mentioned this on the podcast, but my hair is growing faster than ever. It's not just growing longer, it's thicker too. Like people have been noticing and telling me how great it looks. And I'm not gonna lie, I kind of love when people notice my hair. I use the Vegamore Grow Hair Serum and their Revitalizing Shampoo and Conditioner, but I have to mention that you should not sleep on their dry shampoo. It's great for in-between wash days, but it doesn't build up like some other dry shampoos and it smells really good too. If you get one of Vegamore's value kits like the Grow Essentials kit or the Everyday kit, which actually has the dry shampoo I was talking about, you can try more than one amazing product at a great savings. And when you sign up for a monthly subscription, you save even more and you never run low on the products you need to take care of your hair. If you want gorgeous, healthy hair, the key is consistency and Vegamore makes it easy. Fun fact, Vegamore sells one bottle of Grow Serum every 15 seconds on their website. That's how good this stuff is. Give your hair the power of the little pink bottle with Vegamore. For a limited time, Fat Mascara listeners get 20% off their first order by going to vegamore.com slash fatmascara and using the code fatmascara at checkout. That's vegamore, V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R.com slash fatmascara, code fatmascara to save 20% on your first order. V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R, vegamore.com slash fatmascara, code fatmascara. 
you'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff. With real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Okay, so Emma. Yes. Welcome to Fat Mascara. <laughs> Thank you. Hello. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for coming. Yeah. So you tell us where you go to school and what you're studying. I know this, but the fam doesn't know. Yes. You. Yes. So I go to the Savannah College of Art and Design in Georgia. And my major there is the business of beauty and fragrance. So it's perfect for this. What a great major. If that major was around when I was in college, oh my God, I would have done anything. No, I say it all the time. I'm like, I'm very, very spoiled that I get that opportunity. When we have our check-ins and do projects together, I end up just interviewing her about what her classes are like and what she's <laughs> yeah. learning because I'm like so interested in it all. But something that Emma and I have been talking about has actually come up on the show a bunch of times. And then just this week, and I, I hope you saw this, I sent you like three more links to the same story we that. keep seeing. Yeah, Gen Z loves skincare. Tweens are already into anti-aging. Tiffany from Drunk Elephant's out here saying whether or not people are allowed to use her products. And Emma, yeah. they actually started working on this like maybe a month ago at this point. Yeah, it feels like it was yesterday, but it was, I think, a month ago that we started, we talked about it. And you started looking into, I said, I want to know why. I don't want to just see the reporting. I want to hear what the Gen Z is saying. So that's why we brought you on. Tell us, what's your take on all of this? So obviously, as we talked, the first thing I did was just ask all of my friends. And I made sure to ask people, because of course, me, I know we talked about this. I, with what I study and what I do, I'm a skincare and makeup nerd. So what I do and what I prioritize is different than what everyone else does. So I had a kind of interesting group of people that I asked, and I would ask them what products they used. And the first question I would ask, especially when it came to things like if they put sunscreen on every day, I would say, okay, why do you do that? And when did that start? And I noticed that that was one of the biggest things about people my age and my generation. Of course, that's like I don't want to speak for my whole generation, mm. but for my age group, <laughs> I'm like, that's a little much. Selena Dunham girls. <laughs> I asked them because that is one of the big things is a lot of them use that Elta MD tinted SPF for the super goop sunscreen and they use it every mm -hmm. day. And when I asked someone like my mom, who's, you know, 50, she, you know, she said, I didn't start feeling like I needed to wear SPF every morning, every day until I was late 20s, mid 30s. And when my friends would say they used the sunscreens, I said, why? And a lot of the answers were, well, I saw so-and-so use it in their skincare routine on TikTok. 
or I saw that on YouTube, they had that listed as one of their favorite products. And I know Jenna and I talked a lot about this idea of influencing obviously is nothing new, especially in the beauty community through television, media, magazines, just celebrities. Influencing is nothing new, but I think where it's different and where it comes in a lot for skincare right now is obviously the platform of TikTok. And I think my generation, when we see someone use certain things, it's not so much I want to look like that person, but I want to have the aesthetic of that person. And so you have like these different lifestyles almost of the clean girl or the maximalist or the minimalist and Y2K and et cetera, et cetera. But you see someone use a product and I think in our heads, we have this idea that okay, if they use that product, I don't want to look exactly like them, but I want to give off the same energy. I want to give off the same aesthetic and lifestyle. So I'm going to use that product. So I think that's where influencing, and again, the platform of TikTok, obviously, in every single article I read that was about this craze in the Gen Z generation, TikTok always came up because it has a huge impact. Okay. So people think if they buy X product, they're going to give off that, have that lifestyle. Do you think that their friends really think that they have that lifestyle because they use that product? Like, do you think, and they're, they're fooling anyone? Well, and it's also interesting too, because unless you, I feel like are, you know, a makeup or skincare guru, you don't really talk about what products I guess you could use. Yeah. Like, are you doing it for yourself? Is it like, I feel like Gigi Hadid, I feel like Emma Chamberlain or whatever. Like, is it just for yourself or is it for outward? I think it's for yourself. I think it is the idea of if I do it, I feel this way, so I'm going to come off this way. You know what I mean? Okay. Okay, I get it, yeah. It reminds me of, you know how when you are first allowed to decorate your room by yourself and you put so much thought into what is it going to look like? I think it extends to the vanity and it's like, well, I want to be the bum bum girly who's got the body mist from Brazil and who's got, you know, or want to be the Elta MD person who's really like clean and clinical or whatever it is. No, it's true. It's true. And I also just think especially, again, this is something Jen and I talked about, but there is this thing with my generation, especially my specific age group. We grew up being influenced by like the prime YouTube era, the 2014, 2015, 2016. And that was our media. We had Instagram, but video format was YouTube. And then when TikTok came about, I think that's why also my age group is so prevalent on TikTok specifically because we're already used to that video format of influencing. So it's like you could have 20 products listed in a YouTube video that's 40 minutes and all of a sudden that's condensed to 30 seconds. And it's just a, it's like an never ending cycle. Did you notice when like people like me and Jess talk about this trend of tweens and Gen Z using skincare always like, oh, they're worried about getting older. They're too young to worry about that. Emma, correct me if I'm wrong, that didn't really come up with your friends. No, and it's interesting too because every time we do talk about that phenomenon of the TikTok of the tween using drunk elephant, something we've actually talked about in my classes is like we, at least again, my age group, sees that and because we're not tweens, we're not teens, we're young adults, we see that and we also, I think just like you guys are like, that's weird. Like, that's crazy. Why are they doing that? And we notice it too. And I think it's had a 
big effects on, I mean, everything when it comes to like the way we also, because then when Drunk Elephant this is like a tangent, but when drunk elephant gets affiliated with that, then all of a sudden you don't want to use it either because you don't want to come across. Because the fourteen year olds are using it, and then you're tr- right. You're, no, I, it's but it's true. And you're like, twenty, and you're like, no, I do yeah. not want to be using what a fourteen year old's using. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, which I mean is probably a little judgy, but it's true. I think. <laughs> Yeah, I tend to forget how huge the age gap of like a couple years is when you're between those ages, right? Yeah. But no, you're right. There wasn't a lot of the anti-aging. It it wasn't, that was not the first answer until I started asking about it and being like, what do you feel about this? Then they would give their thoughts and opinions on it. Are there some, I mean, I'm sure there's always someone who's not into something. This is probably a silly question, but do you have friends that just are not into this stuff at all that are like, you guys are kind of crazy? Like how pervasive is this whole skincare thing? (sighs) I think it depends. I think I tend to get surrounded by it, again, just because of what I study and what my interests are. But when I go out of it, because I have friends who are like, I use a bar of soap to wash my face. And their skin's perfect or it's, you know, they're like, I don't care. And so I think being in the community, we see it a lot more. It's more in our faces to like analyze and look at. But I actually think it maybe is not as big as a phenomenon as maybe we think it is. It's kind of like what I was picking up. (laughs) Yeah. The media sure did glom onto it, as did Jess and I. Our podcast is about beauty culture. So to me, it felt like it was everywhere. And after talking to you, I was like, Oh, yeah. Your TikTok algorithm is not life, Jen. <laughs> no, but it's true. Yeah, but it's hard because that's, that's all you're seeing all day, every day. Then you're going to like only take that in. Was there anything else that you found interesting as you dug into your friend's skincare routines as to why they're trying things or any products that came out that you were like, oh, wow, everybody's obsessed? I'm trying to think a lot. I mean, I think, and this has to do with like every aspect of life, but obviously the pandemic had a lot of influence, I think. And also in terms of skincare specifically, I know we're talking about during the pandemic, nobody else had anything to do. Wait, did you get your senior year in high school? I got, I'm trying to think, I, COVID hit halfway through my junior year. So I didn't really get beginning of, of high senior school. year. Yeah. Yeah. It was high. All my, my whole senior year was hybrid. So I, at least I was able to like graduate like with my class, but I wasn't that the grade that like didn't even get to graduate. An interesting like time to have that happen to you. And that must really affect like everybody, your exact age group and how they see the world. I think it does. And I think the like more you we get like removed from the whole situation or like less you know farther away from that time i think the more we're starting as everyone is i think starting to realize like how much of an impact it actually has on just little things how do you think it impacted you oh gosh i think i see it a lot in school my friends and i talk a lot about this but i think you got used to that idea of being virtual and being hybrid and not having that one-on-one contact. And I remember, because my freshman year of college, we had, the school I go to, it's a little funky, but we're, um, instead of the semester system, we're a quarter system. So first quarter, which is like fall time for my school, we were able, if we didn't want to go to class in person, because if you're sick, you could join online and that was an option. And then 
over half of the year, we had to wear a mask also freshman year of college. And I think that impacted just my, I'm sure a lot of schools and meeting people and getting out and getting that social scene. But just the way that we got used to having the option of being virtual and almost given that flexibility to where you almost, I don't want to say and feel entitled to it, but you almost think, well, that's what I got used to. And I figured out I learned well that way. Why can't I just stick this way? And it just impacts as in a school environment specifically. It just does. We're turning this into Emma's therapy session. She was not prepared for this. How do you feel, Emma? Do you have social anxieties around? No. Not at all. Not at all. I think it's really interesting. I like hearing directly from you about why you think this is. And the aesthetic thing didn't come into it for me because I used to do an eye roll at aesthetic. But if you take that word to mean like, no, just like my vibe, my persona, the person I want to be seen as, the music I listen to, the posters I put on my walls, the skincare I put on my face, it does make a little bit more sense to me that that is part of your style in a way now. It's, it's all wrapped in one, I think. Yeah. Well, You're still around. We might see you again. She's joining us for spring semester as well. Big news, everyone. (laughs) Exciting. She loves her internship so much now. So you'll be our on-the-ground reporter down in Savannah, if you don't mind. Of course. Of course. Good, good, good. All right. We're going to go raise some wands. Thank you again for contributing to the show. Oh, my gosh. Thank you for having me. I loved it so much. Okay, everyone, it's time to raise a wand. This one is from Emily from Chicago. Hi, Justin Jen. This is Emily from Chicago. I wanted to leave you guys a voicemail talking about some zhuzh products. So what I do when I feel like I need a zhuzh is, first of all, I will take any sort of hairspray that smells good. So right now I'm kind of into Aveda Control Force, but it can really be anything. And I flip my hair upside down. Spray it on the bottom side of my hair, kind of give it a good tossel, and then flip for, like, some volume, some va-va-voom effect. And then next, I always reapply a blush. Right now, I'm super into the Patrick Ta Cream and Powder Duos. There's a shade specifically I really like called She's Wanted, and it's, like, a beautiful berry kind of, like, winter kiss kind of vibe. So we are very into that. I love adding that on. And then a good old lip liner. Right now, my favorite is Makeup by Mario Travis. And those are my zhuzhing products. <laughs> Thanks. Bye. Emily, I love that you're zhuzhing with us. <laughs> Listen, I was just thinking about this. We're keeping this going one more week at least because New Year's Eve is like the ultimate zhuzh night for a lot of people, even if you're just going to sit in front of the TV and watch the ball. So keep your zhuzh products coming. Call us. What is our phone number? I literally have the hotline phone number from my other podcast in my head right now. Help me. Okay, it's in the show notes. And you can email us at info at fatmascara.com. That's an easy one. Just You can just email. Just email us a voice memo. That's all. That's all you got to do. Easy peasy. I can go. I can go. I think you should. Bring it on. We always talk about chap lips. It's like so unsexy. But I have a very sexy product for your chap lips. It's not meant to be a chap lips product, but it will help them a little bit if you don't okay. want to go full chapstick. Lana Lips. You know that brand Lana Lips? Yeah. But why does it look sparkly and fun? Because this is a golden lip water. How about that name? Golden, golden lip, water. lip water? I just love the name. They had me at the name. What does golden lip water do? It has a brush. You know those glosses that have a brush? Yeah. It's quite viscous. Yeah. Yeah, I don't love a brush, but this I but I like this formula so much that I'll tolerate it. Okay. 
you paint on. I'm mesmerized. It's like my own personal get ready with me video I'm getting right now. I'm going to put this on TikTok and you're going to be Dolly Vision 2024 right here. All right. So what are we categorizing this? A lip oil? Because a lip water is a new one for me. It's a, it's more of a, it's more of a gloss, but it has a little bit of mint in it and it is very hydrating or it's very moisturizing. Oh yeah. And it looks really pretty. I'm wearing it with nothing, but it looks really pretty if you put it over like a nude or a peach. It's really okay. pretty. Just to add some drench and drip. Yeah. It's really good. And because it has a little bit of like minty, not too much. It feels like something is happening. You are hydrated. You are shimmery. You are shine. That's what I was going for today, too. Yeah. I wore a lip mm. gloss as well. Juicy, kissable, one. juicy. You're so juicy. I'm not ready to raise a wand to this yet, though. I'm still testing. I'm instead raising a wand to a body wash. Okay. It's from C.O. Bigelow. It is their bergamot body wash. Hoo-wee, do you want to smell like a rich <laughs> Italian? Maybe down in Capri? Who just came in from the shore and then I is in the- you said hooey. I thought you were gonna be like, I don't know, I thought you were gonna be like a cousin from someplace in the States. And then you said rich Italian. Oh, I should have hooey you were like, felt, felt very like hooey felt very rodeo, and I should have gone with uh Mamma Mia. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it was like I thought it was like you were like pulling into the driveway, like some crazy cousin. No, it, I was instead rolling up to the hotel. Uh, in Sicily, perhaps, where <laughs> a lot of rich people were swimming, and then they went inside, and a lot of rich people. Swimming. I'm giving you the vibe. I don't even know how to do. It, it is the bergamot. Bergamot's usually like a second player in fragrance. You know, it gives you that citrus hit without being lemony or pine solly. It just has like a very expensive citrus. I'm not sure how else to describe this very cologne smell to it all. It smells like fresh, fresh white towels to me. Okay, yeah. It's a clean citrus. It, it doesn't read orangey, lemony, grapefruit. It reads that like, what, what is going on? I smell like a rich Italian who just came in from the beach and is fabulous. And so the body washes that. And the second, so I was like, great, good scent. That's not going to get you a razor wand. What will get you a razor wand is how little body wash you need for a full body wash. <laughs> so you know me, I have the scrubby gloves. Like I like to wear the little yeah. gloves. You need maybe a dime size. When's the last time you took a dime <laughs> size of a body wash? I know your daughter squirts out like a quarter of the bottle oh, all the time. Oh, yeah. We, it's two uses per bottle. Right, which is why you buy Dial, which no offense to, or not Dial, you don't buy Dial, but you know what I mean, the big bottles, right? You know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah I know what you're and I, as I was using this body wash and gave my usual squirt, I thought to myself, this is why in Target and the drugstores, they sell those huge bottles. You think you're getting value, but there's a lot of water in them. Whereas this one is a concentrated body wash. You just need a little bit, and then you add the water, and you're like, wow. So the first couple times I washed with it, I was like, whoa, we do not need as much as I, I usually use with a body wash, which is another um, value proposition in its favor. So I don't know why this is becoming about money. You're a rich Italian who then got more Nobody cares. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, the smell is the real reason. I just love C.O. Bigelow, especially this time of year. It feels very New York Christmassy, doesn't it? That, yes, the whole vibe. very. So I'm going to raise a wand to that. And I wasn't kidding about Jerome Epinette. That, he's here on Friday. Like, I'm, we're doing it. So everybody better <laughs> get their beauty sleep so that they are well-prepared. Wide awake. Get your little sniffers ready. <laughs> he's here. Yeah. See you Friday. We hope you enjoyed the show. It's your reviews and feedback that help us make the podcast even better. 
head over to iTunes to rate and review us or email your thoughts to info at fatmascara.com. We also want to answer your beauty questions and hear what products you love. To share a Razor One product review or to ask a beauty question, email us at info at fatmascara. If you send it as a voice memo file, we can even share your voice on the podcast. You can also do that by leaving us a voice message. Our phone number in the United States is 646-481-8182. Thanks so much for listening. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love. And be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.